0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, tonight, six o'clock, I want you to invite all your friends. Invite your enemies too. Because when your enemies come in the presence of God, they cease to be your enemies. And they turn into friends. I just want to bring you greetings from uh, Word of Life Community Church. And, uh, you know, yesterday we we recorded a video with Pastor Hill. And we sent it and they watched and they sent another video which I watched this morning. They love us so much. Uh, They are praying for us and thank you so much for welcoming us. And again, greetings also from my family. My wife, she's doing well. We... Chatted and actually, she was leading praying for the whole team, which is here. And I and the team, uh, we are doing such a great. Uh, we are doing well. We are enjoying every moment here. I don't want also to stop here, uh, greeting you, uh, bringing you greetings from Word of Life Community Church in Kosovo. <clears throat> we have about uh, thirteen churches in the western part. Uh, you know, of Kampala, I mean of Uganda, the place is called Rakai. Uh, Rakai, that's where Aid started. Uh, last time, when you sent Pastor Greg with, you know, to come over to Uganda, uh, first and foremost, uh, thank you so much for sending him, for leasing him to, to come to us. And, uh, you know, I want to say it is much easier for me to come to the States, Because you have a lot of bag, a lot of, everything is good. But when you get Greg and take him down to Rakai, down there, it's such amazing. I remember one of the, we ate lunch in a house of an elder. And when you look at the house, my goodness, you know, we almost fell down trying to enter into the house. But the elder was putting on, you know, his best smile and, you know, they slaughtered the chickens and everything. So Pastor Greg was eating everything. I looked at him and said, Are you okay? He said, Yeah, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so there are 13 churches there. And uh, really, thank you so much. A lot of pastors traveled 20 miles. And, you know, and Pastor Greg, when he came, we donated over 10 bicycles to 10 pastors. That was their prayer. A lot of work, literally, it was done. And, We gave them some speakers. So really are these people. The guy heading our church there is called Jackson. I, you know, I reached out to him when I was in the Bible school. He has asked me specifically to thank you people for sending Pastor Greg just down there. He says, send him again. So (laughs) when I met Pastor Greg here, I said, okay, I told him. I'm likely to be in the U.S. for the next six months. If God allows, I will go back home and come back. I told him, are you coming in December so that, so that I go and wait for you? He said, oh, pray next year. So I pray next year you send him back to us again because he's doing such a great work. And many other things. Uh, we are so, so blessed and so grateful for this church. Uh, you know, the way you are blessing us and whatever you are doing is... It's such a blessing to us well the only the challenge with the word thank you, uh, you 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 know you can't amplify it maybe putting in the preaching voice the way you know to sound it you know but thank you so much we are so 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 grateful well this morning I just want to share a little really uh, from my heart the children were singing this morning and as they were singing and they talked uh, you know, you know, I think it was the second song where they said, help me to find the narrow way, you know. And uh, in life, sometimes it's hard to find that narrow way. And sometimes in life, uh, it's hard to know a lot of things which are happening in my, in my life. I get shocked. I get shocked at a lot of things. I get shocked that I'm able to speak the English I'm speaking today. You know, because I never spoke English until I was 26. So, you know, I get shocked that God is using me to reach out to other children having grown up on the streets. So it's everything is a what? Everything is a shock. And sometimes I get shocked simply because I just look at me and where I come from. And I think that's where the limitation really, that's how limited I am. And when I look also into, uh, I think I shared a little bit, not all of my testament, I have a lot of stories. But I saw my mama. My mama came to Uganda as a refugee from Rwanda. I never saw any of her relatives. And my by the time I was born, my dad had lost all the relatives. And my father died of AIDS and my sister died of AIDS. You know, they went, but both of them, I led them to the Lord, Okay. And so while growing up, I had really this question, why? Why I'm the only one, you know, I don't, you know, I have one mom, I have one dad, you know, even one sister passed away. So I had a lot of questions. Why, why, why? But the reason why I struggled with those questions, it was because I was focusing on me. I didn't have a clue that there was a God who loved me before I came into my mother's word into my mother's womb. Right now I am as strong or as bold as a lion. You know what? Because I know I have a shepherd. His name is Jesus Christ. So today when I walk in life, I walk with hope. When I do things, you know, I literally, I literally my faith in God, I believe that I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. Last year when I came over here, we asked you people to pray for us, to build a church. You know, we had prayed for 10 years. But in such a miraculous way, it's amazing what happens. In such a miraculous way, you know, I went and took a loan. You know, it was a personal loan. But guess what? When I got the little, somehow, somewhere, God opened up a provision. We had a piece of land. Someone bought it. And we built a church in six months. It was finished. You know, I don't know how I did that. But you know what? It was God. So right now, I believe that God, we can do, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So this morning, I want us to share from Psalms 23. Psalms 23, I want us to share from that. It starts by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and love, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever this is one of the powerful powerful psalm this is one of the powerful words and i believe these words talks about god's promises for his children when i look at the writer of this psalm of course is De- uh, david you know it's a psalm of david and most of us will know david's story it's not okay to live in a family where your father kind of is, he forgets about you or is ashamed about you. Because I remember the day when the prophet told David's father, he said, I'm coming to your house, prepare all your sons. I'm going to anoint what? The kings from there. And guess what? You know, Jesse, he prepared his house and all the young men, because the prophet was coming in. But guess what? David was not among the sons his father prepared. Where was he? A lot of questions. And when you read the Bible, you can come up with different views. Maybe he was looking after sheep, Because, you know, maybe. Let us assume he was looking after the ship. But also remember someone, an important person is coming into your family. And your father tells you, go and look after the sheep. How do you feel? It's really hard. Okay. Now, if I get David's story and I put it in the African context, I don't know much about the US. Also, it can mean something else. Sometimes in Africa, men have more than one wife. Okay. And Sometimes, even those, you know, they get a child out of wedlock. And when a priest or someone important comes into the family, the father makes sure that that child does not appear. Because the child is what? Is an embarrassment to to the family. Actually, I don't know much, but when you read Psalms 51, David mentions something. He said, in sin, my mother conceived me. Was he born out of wedlock? I don't know, but David comes up and says, In sin, my mother what? Conceived me. So even his father, somehow, somewhere, you know, he was embarrassed about this guy. So let us take the easiest one. You know, the easiest one, he was looking after the ship. Looking after the ship, it's not an easy job. Ships don't watch where they are going. They just walk while their heads are looking down. <laughs> they knock different things, you know. It's, it's such a boring thing. He hated it. He didn't like it. But guess what? While he was doing something, probably out of anger, out of disappointment, God used what he was going through or what... was complaining about or what he was doing to bring a powerful revelation about the church. While he was taking care of those ships, God whispered this powerful revelation to him. He said, I am your shepherd. You shall not be in want. That is refreshing. That is a great blessing. Now, as we are coming back here, you have to understand that languages, different things means some of the English words you have here are totally different for the English we speak in Uganda. We were in South Carolina and then this girl, she sent me a message on, um, on Facebook. And then she said, Dale, tell me if you need anything tell me if you need anything now in my mother language your want the word want and need mean the same thing so when you guys come to us and say tell me if you need anything guess what this is what i had tell me if you want anything By the time I came over here, my iPad, you know, was blown up and things were at work. Immediately, I wanted to say, I want to fix my iPad. I said, I read the word again. Then the second person told me, she came to serve us. She said, tell me if you need anything. Tell me if you need anything. Everyone was telling me, tell me if you need anything. Tell me if you need anything. Then I realized, you are not asking about... Oh, they were not talking about what I wanted. But they were wanted to know about what I needed. My iPad is broken down. But I was, you know, I, I was surviving without it. Now, to me, what I'm understanding, what do you want with us? What they made is what you need. Well, what do you need? You need water? You need something to eat, isn't it? Probably that's what you guys did. So, now, when the Bible here says, the Lord is my shepherd, he's not talking like you guys who say need. He say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? Want. What does that mean? God is able to meet your needs. And he goes beyond the needs. And is able to meet your what? Your wants. It's a miracle that we are here. Everything which I see, everything which I look at, I see God's hand. You know, in front of you, I have a young man called Alex. Alex stand and wept to people. Alex is 23 years. He's, you know, he dropped out of the university and, you know, he's back, but he's serving. But he joined Treasured Kids when, you know, I think it was P4 or P5. I have an old video and I have Alex there as one of the kids learning. Now, His father walked out of his family and Alex, he had to provide for his mother. And he started pottering, you know, doing different things and he became the breadwinner when he was 13 years old. The mother, she was a homemaker, she loved, you know, she didn't know how to work. A lot of single mothers send the children to beg on the streets but guess who, you know, and they stay home because they are not used to that. But it's amazing when I look at Alex today, He's grown up, 23 years, is here serving. That, I don't know how Alex has survived to be where he is today. But guess what? Alex is alive, is well, and is serving, and is excited. What does that mean? God has taken care of him, regardless of all the challenges he has gone through. That's the same thing with your Creator. What is that is missing? Now, of course, as a shepherd, of course, you know, he takes me beside the green pasture. You know, he would want to feed us where the still waters are. He would want to calm our soul. But this journey of life, it's not an easy journey. Actually, when you look at verse 3, it says, he restores my soul and guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, I don't know how many times... I've said the word, I'm quitting, or I'm giving up. There is one thing which I've discovered about winners. Winners talk about quitting, but they never quit. But time comes when you feel like giving up, you know, when you feel like it's enough. But somehow, somewhere, as you are thinking about quitting, the Lord comes in and restores your soul. He encourages you in such a way you feel like, Let me try once again, one more time. And then you reach a point where you find find that things are hard and you feel like, let me try again. Let me dream again. Now, that cannot happen without the Lord restoring your soul. Life is not easy. There are so many challenges everywhere. But guess what? Even when we reach that moment where we feel like giving up, leaving everything, God comes to you. God comes and restore. He gives you the joy. He gives you the hope. He gives you, you know, uh, He gives you, you know, what you never expected. Listen to me. Regardless of whether you you are American, whether you are African, new levels attract new devils. You guys, you are fighting your own devils in your own way. So, what does that mean? The same God who is delivering me. The same God who restores my soul. The same God who provides for me. is the same God who is going to provide for you. It's the same God who is going to heal you. It's the same God who is going to help you to dream once again. One of the things I've seen about the Lord is this, sometimes God gives you victory in the areas where you had failed before. As a child, I loved going to school. Originally, I spent four years in school and I attended four schools because one day my dad told me, go to school, I'm going to come and pay tuition. I went to that school. I gave them the story. My dad never turned up to pay the money. So I left that school, I traveled five miles away, walked, I gave in the same story. I had to leave that school after one year. Third school and the fourth school, giving in the same same experience. As a child, I wanted to study, I wanted to go to school. And I'm a bright man, I'm a bright man. Everything I do, I'm a soft, taught person. I read a lot, you know, it's amazing, you know. When I look, I have a little guy. He's a TV presenter. He knows him as Dale Jr. He's just 14. He's on radio station. This guy is a leader. He has, he's in a school about 2,000 students. He leads prayer. He's the pastor of that. So when I look at Dale Jr., I kind of picture, you know, he, he's the little me. So I'm not dumb at all. But you know what? With all the desire, with all the passion, with all that, I tried to go to school. I felt I was so disappointed but listen to me out of that disappointment when i became a christian i say lord when you raise me up i'll start a school i'll do a sponsorship program that i help every child who want to go to school this vision you are seeing here it came out of a disappointment Probably if it was easy for me to go to school, to get tuition, to do what probably I would be doing something else. But because I know what that pain is, I know what that suffering is, I thank God that God restored my soul. He helped me in my failing and whatever to give me a dream to start Treasured Kids Primary School. It started as a Sunday school. And one of the teachers started to teach children how to read and write. Now this school, for the last 15 years, over 5,000 students have gone through this school. This school has produced different powerful musicians. One of them is coming to New York. Guess what? We have a U.S. Marine here who attended Treasured Kids Primary School. How did he come to Uganda? He came as a refugee from Congo. They were killing them. So when they came into these major slums, guess, he attended treasured kids; He didn't have the money. He became the best students. And the U.S. government gave them refugee status. They sent them to Houston, Texas. This young man today, he's a U.S. Marine. Out of that small school, he restores my soul and guides me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Which area are you giving up? Which area are you filled now? You're saying this is enough where you want to give up. Let me say this. Your shepherd is ready to restore your soul. He's ready to give you victory in the areas where you have failed. In my early ministry, I traveled to Umbarana. I met a lady and this lady, she had AIDS. I prayed for this lady. We were two of us young evangelists. I prayed for this lady, immediately something happened. She said, I feel a change, but I will tell you. When we came back to Kampala, two weeks later, this lady, she came. She came with the results of AIDS. She told me, you know what? My husband had died of AIDS. And I had AIDS. But here are the results. The Lord has healed me. Now listen to me, I never believed it. (laughs) Why? Because I didn't see, you know, Like when God uses you, don't feel like, you know, some, you know, no, 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 no. God just walked through you and sometimes even yourself, you are shocked what has happened. (laughs) So many years later, I find my sister, my sister, guess what? She got married five times, you know, she got married at the age of 12, you know, much happened. And she got AIDS. I prayed for her. God to heal her guess what I prayed I told God I said God remember you healed that lady I don't know anything about that lady but this is my only sister heal her guess what he never healed her she died and I felt so disappointed but before she died she left a son Solomon you know last time pastor Greg was in in Uganda My son had run out of the house. We were trying to find for him. He prayed for him. He came back home. You know, (laughs) he came back home. So, but the son she left behind. He didn't have AIDS. Up to today, the son is eighteen. He's in my house. He doesn't have any AIDS. The mother died of AIDS. The father died of AIDS. But the boy is okay. And I remember the time in ninety. It was ninety-five. When I buried my sister, 2005, and beg your pardon, when I buried her, I struggled, I struggled. I said, Lord, Lord, you know, how, how? But when I was laying her down, the Lord just spoke to me and said, she's safer with me. And that word just brought healing. I said, Lord, now? I'll pray for other sick people because I told the Lord I'm not going to pray for anyone else. I'm going to, you know, you know that crazy how you feel like you are trying to, I don't know whether manipulate God or trying to strike and say, Lord, if you don't do it, you know. But I tried to threaten God. He wasn't threatened, he's ever stable. (laughs) Yes, I tried to, thinking I can, you know, scare him. Nothing happened. But before (laughs) I laid her down, the Lord spoke to me a healing voice. He said, She's safer in my hands. And the peace of God came over me. Up to today, I'm so grateful that she's with the Lord. So, God is a good God. I never know. We are going to pray for the sick before we leave this place. I'm going to pray for you. And I know God is going to do something. I'm going to invite the children. They are going to, we are going to pray for you. Because it's not about us. It's about him. God is able to do anything. God is able to do it. So, but you know what? You know, sometimes, you, you know, things happen and you feel so discouraged. But he always restores your soul and helps you to go back on the mission and helps you not, never to what? Not to give up. So, What am I praying? I've seen God healing people. One of the great testimonies we have about these children, treasured kids, uh, is that a lot of them come from background where the parents have been involved in witchcraft and Muslims and different things. And we have the credit manager of our, our you know, of our credit union. Her mother, she was involved in two witchcraft and we kept on praying for the mother. Yeah, come on the stage we kept on praying for the mother and to come to know the Lord and it was such a a big uh, challenge and we prayed and we prayed and nothing was happening and however, the Lord started to use these children and today as I speak, this lady, she's, she's a Christian, she knows the Lord and God has used the little child, to bring her to the Lord. Uh, when he came we also went to Tanzania, there was also one incident. This man was struggling and this little boy was coming to church and the boy started to imitate what the pastor was doing. The father was dying and the boy started to pray. And then the boy started to say Toka katika jina la yesu. Toka, which means I pray be healed in Jesus' name, be healed. This man was healed and came to church through just a mere baby, just a mere baby. I have another young man, I think Alex knows him. This lady was involved in two witchcraft and that kind of thing. So the mother, you know, forced this boy to deal with witchcraft stuff. And the boy said, no, I'm a born again Christian, I'm not going to do it. The mother, she was so much. she said, you are going to do it. And the boy started to get that witchcraft cross and whatever the sacrifice. He started to sing about the blood of Jesus. He said, there is power in the blood of Jesus. The more this boy sang the song, demon started to run away from the lady. Whenever he sang about the power, the lady started yelling, yeah, yeah. And the husband came to me and said, pastor, you are bringing trouble in my house. I said, what's up? problem. He said, come and see. The boy is singing about the blood. My wife, she's yelling like a dog. So, have you brought trouble in my house? Guess what? God was using this baby to bring deliverance to this lady. I mean, God was using this child to bring healing into this family. So, we are going to sing a song. We are going to pray. There are angels through these children. By the way, these children can pray. They can pray. So we are going to release them to you. They are going to be praying for you. If you have any sick, I have one of my friends, called Jeremiah, he wants to be a pastor. You know, Jeremiah. And he prays for us. So as we worship and sing this song, in case you need, you have some kind of healing, I mean struggle, you you would want the Lord to minister to you, to touch you, you know, you are more than welcome. You know, just receive, see the Lord ministering to you. Life is never a But for say, yeah, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me. So even in the midst, you know, you could be sensing more death than life. Let me tell you, the Lord is there and he will heal you. And one of the surprising things is this. For God to bless you, he does not wait for your enemies to go away before he can bless you. Verse 5 says, he prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence, your enemies will be there, but the Lord is not restricted by what the enemy can do. He will still do his part. At the end of the day, all of us will have this word. Surely, goodness and mercy shall go with me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Now, that is not here. This is the house of the Lord, but we are not going to dwell here forever. That talks about what? eternity. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.